OCO, Mr. Chairman, members of the committee, what O for inviting me to speak today. Supreme Court Justice Hugo Black once wrote that great nations like great men should keep their promises. Cherokee Nation is keeping our promise to the Cherokee freedmen and their descendants under our Treaty of 1866. That treaty, Mr. Chairman, is a living, powerful, and foundational document that ties together every one of our agreements with the United States. When we speak of our most important treaty rights, our reservation in Northeast Oklahoma, our right to a delegate in the House of Representatives, for example, we point to the language in the Treaty of 1866, which reaffirms all of our prior treaties, not inconsistent with that treaty. Cherokees must defend and we must preserve the Treaty of 1866. Article 9 of that treaty states that, quote, all freedmen and their descendants shall have all the rights of native Cherokees. Not some of the rights, all of the rights. Treaty obligations ought to mean something. Mr. Chairman, you can't pick and choose which parts of a treaty to uphold. We criticize the United States when it fails to live up to its treaty obligations, yet we in Cherokee Nation have a responsibility to live up to ours. For Cherokee Nation, the issue of freedmen citizenship was settled 156 years ago. It was settled in a treaty agreed to by the Cherokee people, ratified by this Senate and signed by the President of the United States. Our ancestors agreed in 1866 to forever cede the right to exclude freedmen and their descendants. This means that Cherokee Nation's past actions to exclude freedmen descendants from Cherokee Nation were void ab initio, void from the beginning. The enslavement of other human beings and the subsequent denial to them and their descendants of their basic rights is a stain on the Cherokee Nation, and it's a stain that must be lifted. Mr. Chairman, I offer an apology on behalf of the Cherokee Nation for these actions. Just as important, I offer a commitment to reconciliation. I'm proud of the many actions that we've taken over the last five years towards reconciliation. In 2017, a federal district judge decided the Nash case. That case confirmed that the 1866 treaty remains alive and well and guarantees that descendant of descendants of Cherokee freedmen shall have, quote, all the rights of native Cherokees. To bring that matter to a close, Cherokee Nation did not appeal. The day after that historic decision, our own Supreme Court affirmed full citizenship for freedmen. We immediately began processing applications for citizenship from freedmen descendants. To this day, Mr. Chairman, more than 11,800 applicants have become citizens. In 2021, our Supreme Court unanimously ruled that the by-blood language in our Constitution also violated our obligations in the Treaty of 1866. Our High Court determined that those words were invalid from inception and must be removed. As noted, Secretary Holland reviewed our Constitution later that year, and she wrote the Cherokee Nation had, quote, fulfilled their obligations to the Cherokee freedmen. The Nash decision and our swift actions to implement it was a beginning. It was not an end. We understand that we must embrace the spirit of equality each day. For more than a century prior to the Nash case, 
freedmen had been disconnected from the Cherokee Nation. Many in the freedmen community did not have the same experiences, the same access to services, the same opportunities as non-freedmen citizens. It's essential that we work to bridge that gap. So in 2020, I issued an executive order on equality, reiterating our commitment to that ideal. We also need to make sure that we are mindful of the freedmen experience. So in 2021, I announced the Cherokee Freedmen Art and History Project, which seeks to ensure that freedmen voices are represented within the Cherokee story. I'm proud to appear with my friend Marilyn Van, who I appointed last year to our Environmental Protection Commission, the first Cherokee citizen of freedmen descent to hold a Cherokee Nation appointed government post. Mr. Chairman, I'm here today because it's a moral imperative that I be here. I'm here to proclaim that having finally kept our promise to Cherokee Freedmen, Cherokee Nation is a, is a better nation. It is a stronger nation. Mr. Chairman, I'm here representing a great nation. What do? Thank you very much, uh, Chief Hoskin. Chief Johnson, please proceed with your testimony.